Hey gang, Tom Mullen here. Do you have a child who spends more time than you'd like in front of screens consuming low quality content? Well, you can turn that screen time into something fun and worthwhile. I'm talking about mini coders, an educational game-based platform including companion apps made for kids with video tutorials, virtual assistant, and games where kids learn coding skills while they play in the Roblox metaverse, all under the safety and guidance of a virtual assistant and in-game tutors. MiniCoders is perfect for homeschooled, unschooled, or traditionally schooled children alike and helps them build 21st century skills and have a ball doing so. Right now, you can try out MiniCoders with no obligation by registering for a free trial at TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash MiniCoders. That's M-I-N-I-C-O-D-E-R-S. Again, just visit TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash MiniCoders and start your free trial today. Every revolution starts in the minds of the people. Arm yourself for the war of ideas. Take back your life. Take back your liberty. Tom Mullen Talks Freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tom Mullen Talks Freedom. I wanted to talk a little bit today about the upcoming midterms, the 2024 presidential elections. Of course, I've, I've long been saying that I've been nervous about this red wave, this complete landslide for the Republicans in the midterms that they've been talking about for Joe Biden's whole presidency. And I am hoping that that happens, not because I have any great love for the Republican Party or the people they're likely to elect, but history just shows, and I've written about this in the past, that the government grows the least when we have a Democratic president and a Republican Congress who hates his guts. It always grows the most when we have a Republican president, no matter who has Congress. And if you've missed the article I did on that, basically just presenting the facts, this is not a matter of opinion. This is a matter of historical fact. You can look it up. The government, at least in the post-World War II period, has grown the most with Republican presidents. And the few times that it slowed down and even shrank a little bit by the tiniest little bit was when Bill Clinton and Barack Obama were president, respectively. And in both cases, during periods where they had Republican Congresses. Although those first two years with Bill Clinton, actually, it's a tough case to make that, you know, there there wasn't already some spending restraint during those years. This is not an endorsement of Bill Clinton or really any president in my lifetime, none of whom I endorse. But it's just a fact. So I am hoping that there's a big Republican victory. They get both houses of Congress back. Of course, if some libertarians got elected, then I would be even happier. Of course, I'd be happy if libertarians took over both houses of Congress, but we don't both know that's not going to happen. So the gridlock would be good. It would be a nice welcome relief if the Republicans get elected and if they continue their trend of only being worth anything when there's a Democratic president. All that being said, I want to just kind of 
sprinkle a little reality on some of the things I'm hearing out on social media and in the regular media, especially the right-wing media. Of course, Donald Trump has not announced that he's running in 2024. He's all but announced that he's kind of teasing it out there, and who knows, maybe he won't run, but probably he will, unless something significant changes between now and then. And there's this general feeling that if you want to fight the Great Reset, so-called the globalists, which is a kind of fuzzy definition, and certainly the World Economic Forum and its nefarious plans for totalitarian rule of every soul on the planet, then you got to vote for the Republicans and this midterm coming up and vote for Donald Trump or whomever the Republican nominee for president is in 2024. And I will say, I wish that, well, first of all, I wish that the candidate I voted for, Joe Jorgensen, would have won the presidency in 2020. But my second choice was certainly Donald Trump over Joe Biden. I don't believe that we would have had the Ukraine war if Donald Trump would have been reelected. Not that his hands were totally clean in this whole Ukraine thing. Remember that he signed the spending bill to send all kinds of military aid to Ukraine, which was part of the provocation that led to this war following the coup by the Obama administration where they overthrew the elected government in Ukraine and put in a puppet. But despite all that, I think that the war still could have been avoided if if Biden hadn't been elected and they didn't push so hard with the shelling of those provinces in eastern Ukraine, which is completely greenlit by the Obama administration. And although for political reasons, Trump played the tough guy against Putin, I think Putin pretty much knew that uh, Trump was not as antagonistic towards Russia as the establishment Democrats and establishment Republicans are. Of course, this is a criticism of Trump. This is one of the few good things about Trump. And, And when he ran, the idea that we should have a better relationship with Russia was a good idea. Of course, this is what what they used against him throughout his presidency, the thing that you cannot say, it would be good for every American other than the ones who make money like parasites off the war machine. It would be good for every American if we had open diplomatic and trade relations with Russia, if we had the kind of friendship, I wouldn't say alliance, I'm against all alliances, but friendly relations like we have with many other countries, that would be a good thing for the United States. And I don't want to hear, oh, oh, their their human rights record. Look, we we had friendly relations with Saudi Arabia for all of my life up until the Saudis ditched us over this Ukraine war. So that holds no water with me, not to mention I don't believe the regime in Washington, D.C. that Putin's an evil dictator just because they say so. He may very well be, but I'm not going on Tony Blinken's word on that, nor Barack Obama's or any of his henchmen. 
But anyway, I, I let me just say again, Trump, that was a good part of Trump's 2016 campaign, but he reneged on it. And why did he renege on it? Because he wanted to be reelected. So the reality is that he did send weapons to Ukraine and help to provoke the war that, although I don't think would have occurred if he got back in there, he certainly did not pursue the agenda that he ran on in 2016. And people will say, oh, well, he couldn't. Once they did Russiagate, then he had to be tougher on Putin. No, he didn't. He could just as easily have said, I'm doing what's best for America. I am establishing good relations with this nuclear power, one of the two most powerful nuclear powers on earth. And all this Russiagate stuff is just noise from the war party. They don't want their Cold War to end. They were upset it ended the first time back in the 1990s. They're trying to get it back so they can they can funnel money to their merchants of death, Raytheon and Lockheed. So he could have done all that. Great politics. I think that the American people generally like to hear an anti-war message. That's what Bush won on in 2000. But then once their guy gets in there, they'll back anything he does. And of course, Trump tried to play this that I'm even tougher on Putin than Obama was. Well, what good does that do? Then why did you run on better relations with Russia if at the first sign of political damage that you're going to take, you're just going to turn around and go with the establishment? So no points there. And at least as bad and probably worse was what he did during COVID. Now, again, his instincts were right on the money during COVID. I happen to remember from before three weeks ago, I remember the beginning of the so-called pandemic. And what was Trump out there saying at the very beginning? You can't lock down the entire country. You know, that kills people too. Does anyone forget that massive unemployment leads to massive excess deaths. So he was saying all the right things, but when push came to shove and his political neck was on the line, what did he do? He let Anthony Fauci drive the entire COVID regime. And just to be clear here, we should remember a couple of things. Donald Trump did not lock down anyone. So let's be clear about that. And neither did Anthony Fauci. All the federal government did, as far as COVID went in 2020, before there were vaccines, was make recommendations. And it was the state governors that actually locked down economies. Okay, so I don't want to assign blame where it it shouldn't go. This, This was all on the state governors. But what did the federal government do? The federal government issued those recommendations, which gave those governors cover to do the lockdowns where they could just say, hey, I'm just listening to the public health authorities. I'm following the science that they were able to say those things and use that excuse because the federal government run by President Donald Trump issued those recommendations, recommendations he could have ordered Fauci and the CDC not to issue. 
Let's take a short break for this important message. Friends, if you're enjoying the content here on Tom Mullen Talks Freedom, you can support my efforts here a couple of ways at TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash support. You can join my Patreon for as little as $3 per month and get machine transcripts to every episode and access to my members-only MeWe group, while all access patrons also get my paid subscriber-only articles and videos, or you can become a VIP patron to get all of that, plus access to all of my online courses and a signed copy of the Tom Mullen book of your choice. Now, if you prefer Substack, I also post my paid subscriber-only content there. Find links to all the ways you can support the show at TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash support. That's TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash support. Become a supporter of Tom Mullen Talks Freedom today. And now let's get back to our episode. second thing was the COVID bailouts. So even to the extent that there was some federalism in the COVID response, some difference from one state to another in whether you lock down, how hard you lock down, how long you lock down for, the federal government pretty much made everybody pay the same by, by issuing trillions of dollars in bailout money to pay people to stay home. So let's take the recommendations first. Again, Trump knew what the right thing to do was, but at some point, I remember when Morning Joe was talking about, this is before I canceled cable in June of 2020, so you know how early this is. Morning Joe and was talking about how glad they were that Trump was listening to his advisors Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, and there's this whole anecdote that Fauci told how he brought the data to the president and he reviewed the data and he understood the data and he made the decision to lock down. Now, again, they're promoting this lie even that early on that it's the government that's locking anyone down. They're just issuing recommendations. And to this day, there's still all kinds of talk about disinformation the federal government did not lock anybody down. The state governors did. And then there was this whole political battle about when we were going to open back up. And Trump was out there saying at one point, I want to open up by Easter Sunday. But it wasn't up to Trump. Trump didn't lock anyone down. And at that point, something really bizarre happened. If you remember that during March and April, Trump was taking all kinds of fire that there was no national plan, that there should be the federal government ordering all these states what to do. And, of course, there's no authority for the federal government to do these things. Not that that usually stops it, but okay, I'll, I'll say for to Trump's credit to the extent that he had anything to do with this, the federal government did not order anybody and then Trump was taking all this fire, including from Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. Where's the national plan? We have no national leadership. 
So Trump comes out during April and says, okay, I'll give you some national leadership. I'm going to open back up on April 30th or whatever Easter Sunday was that year. And all of a sudden Cuomo is on every program saying this is unconstitutional. The police power is reserved to the states, which it was. He was actually right when he said that. But he's arguing against what he had just said three days earlier, <laughs> that, that the federal government should be stepping in. So it was really bizarre. It was kind of funny. I'm sure that, you know, Trump supporters have a 4D chess explanation for them. But basically, the only thing the federal government did early, middle, late was make recommendations. But those recommendations provided cover. And Donald Trump was in charge of the people who issued those recommendations. So, of course, you know, Trump doesn't really question, and he's not unique among presidents. No president really questions this weird idea that there are areas of the federal government, of the executive branch, that should act independently of the president. That's a, a crazy idea for people who are always going on about our system of government being called our democracy because Trump's the only elected person in the executive branch besides the vice president who doesn't do anything. So every single department in the federal government is supposed to follow the orders of the president. None of them are supposed to be acting independently. The remedy for a president that gets out of line is impeachment, not bureaucratic resistance from a bureaucracy that is largely unconstitutional anyway, at least to the extent that they write rules and legislate. And, and as you know, I've done quite a bit on that with the help of our friend Kevin Gutzman. My main problem with Trump is he's too conventional. He buys just about all of the Leviathan government. He just thinks it should be run better. And marginally, he did do some things that were better. Of course, the tariffs were a disaster. And, you know, the president issuing tariffs on his own authority just by declaring an emergency, also unconstitutional. Regardless, they were an economic disaster. Manufacturing went into a recession. But the deregulation, to the extent that he did it, that was a good thing. Signing the tax cuts, that was a good thing. Of course, signing all the spending that really made them not tax cuts, that was a bad thing. So he's a mixed bag as far as managing the Leviathan government. Go. But again, not as disastrous as Joe Biden. So I, I do wish that he would have won. But you got to keep your eyes open here. Really, the COVID lockdowns, that was the leading blow in this great reset agenda and Trump was useless. He didn't do any. He had all kinds of power to interrupt this, and he didn't do a thing. In fact, he's still campaigning. I wouldn't say he's leading with this, but when asked about the lockdowns, he still maintains that he saved millions of lives by locking the economy down when he did. He had to do it, even though, as I said, he didn't lock down anything. But he could have stopped the lockdowns. Number one, he could have ordered the CDC to issue the Great Barrington Declaration, which now everyone is starting to acknowledge was the right way to go. Even, even the, the establishment is grudgingly starting to move in that direction. So he could have ordered that that be the CDC's recommendations. 
And they would have been obliged to follow those orders. And if 20 people quit and protest, well, we would have been much better off if the people recommending lockdowns quit. So he was useless there. And then, of course, as I said, the lockdowns could never have occurred. People could not just stop producing and go on consuming if it weren't for the federal bailouts which weren't even paid for with taxes. There were, we're paying for those now with higher consumer prices because of all the money printed to underwrite those bailouts. And he didn't just sign them. He signed them with glee. He bragged about how big they were. He yelled at Congress for not even spending more or spending on the right people. So let's just be honest here. This was the single greatest assault on liberty in this country in my lifetime, born 1965. And Donald Trump did not do a thing to stop it. He did everything that a president could do to facilitate it. So I I just can't really abide this, this notion that electing him is fighting the establishment that locked us down. Donald Trump was the establishment that locked us down. Now, again, I want to make clear, he didn't actually lock anyone down. So those governors that did and locked down the hardest and for the longest, by all means, vote them out of office. I don't see that being likely because in the states that did that, they're very popular. But I don't think it's unfair to say that Donald Trump was president lockdown. He did nothing to stop them. He said a few good things early uh, and then was presented with data by Anthony Fauci that already everybody was calling into question. You know what the data was? Those stupid models that predicted 10 times the amount of uh, COVID deaths that actually occurred. Let's take a short break for this important message. Friends, if you like to read books as much as I do, there comes a time when you realize you just won't ever find the time to read every book you're interested in. Well, I have great news. Blinkist offers the key ideas from nonfiction bestsellers in as little as 15 minutes. For most books and their extensive library, you can choose to read or listen to Blinks, which summarize the main ideas and allow you to absorb whole books and the time it takes to run your daily errands or commute to work. Not only does Blinkist allow you to glean the information you need from books you don't have time to read, it helps you to decide which ones to spend time reading and get more details. You can try out Blinkist for free and get 20% off your first year by going to TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. That's TomMullenTalksFreedom.com slash Blinkist. Start your free trial and get 20% off today. And now let's get back to the show. How could I think about So again, I mean, what what good was he being in there? I'm not saying Joe Biden would have been better or Hillary Clinton. They would have been worse. But Donald Trump really didn't do anything to stop the COVID lockdowns or even slow them down. 
What else did he do? He invoked the National Defense Act or whatever it is that allows the federal government to start ordering private businesses around to make them a whole bunch more ventilators, which we now know was the worst thing you could do to a COVID patient. So they made all these ventilators, many of which had to be given away because they were never used here, just wasted a whole bunch of money. And of course, he did Operation Warp Speed to produce the vaccines, not only funneling billions of dollars to Big Pharma, but also completely Sovietizing vaccine production for COVID. This is a completely communist operation now that the government's completely in charge of not only who gets COVID vaccines and how many are produced and where they go, but also many other COVID treatments, including the few that work, the few that work that aren't banned, I should say. So again, to give credit where credit is due, Trump continues to say that the vaccines uh, should not be mandated, that every individual should have the choice of whether to take them or not. Good for him. That is the correct position. But he's out there bragging about how he saved all kinds of lives with them. And that story is getting harder and harder to believe. And I don't think it plays with his base. He's just caught. What's he going to do? That's his record. All right. So again, all things being equal, I would have preferred that Trump get elected in 2020 rather than Biden, mainly on the war issue. But let's not pretend that his record was good during the time that we needed somebody to fight for freedom. He failed in every respect. When the CDC recommended lockdowns, that was Donald Trump recommending lockdowns. That was his administration. Those were his employees. When the government passed spending bills that that made the lockdowns possible, without which the lockdowns would have been impossible, did he veto them? No. He signed them. He bragged about signing them. And he actually insisted that his name be on them or some ridiculous vanity thing that he did with the actual checks. And then he screamed that there should be more. He Sovietized ventilator production, vaccine production, COVID treatments. This all happened during the Trump presidency. So I don't know why people would expect that if he were reelected, that there would be this sea change in the establishment. Yes, he's good at running on those things. But once he gets into office... He just keeps running against the establishment, even when he is the establishment. So I just think I wanted to shed some reality. I mean, I'm out here hearing these things like he fought this tooth and nail. And uh, the reality is, is that President Trump was president lockdown. And there's just no way around that. So if there were a repeat election in 2024, and as unlikely as it might seem, it was Trump against Biden again. I would probably, again, vote for the Libertarian candidate because I've never actually voted for a Republican or Democrat for president. But I would prefer that even though my candidate didn't win, that Trump won over Biden. I think marginally he's less evil. But uh, this delusion people have that he didn't preside over the worst 
assault on our freedom in my lifetime really just has to be smashed once and for all. So that's all I have to say about that. I will, starting tomorrow evening, be exhibiting at the New York State Libertarian Party Convention. So starting Friday evening, tomorrow evening, there will be an opening reception. This is at the Sheraton in Niagara Falls, New York, by the way. So that's where it's being held. And as long as the exhibit hall or the exhibit area is open, then I'll be there exhibiting. If not, I'll be milling around the reception. So if you're in the area, if you're planning on going, please stop by my table at some point during the weekend and uh, say hello. always want to meet fellow like-minded people in person. And I'll have all kinds of stuff there that you can purchase to support the show, paperback copies of my books. I'll have my CD Into the Twilight available for anyone who wants a copy of that. Not that you can't hear it for free in 10 million different places. And as always, if you like the music you've heard here on Tom Mullen Talks Freedom, you can hear more at TomMullenSings.com. Thanks for listening. The war of ideas has only just begun. Arm yourself with the knowledge you need by heading to TomMullenTalksFreedom.com and subscribing to our email list. And remember, every revolution starts in the minds of the people.